You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Overtime edition, deep in the overtime. Um, we are going to overtime. Yeah. Overtime. Yeah. What's the best video game overtime? I got to think about that. Uh, I am Bob. I'm Tom. And joining us today, we have Jay and Mike from the band Mind Force. What's up, guys? How you doing? Good. What How you up? doing? Good, man. Yeah, we're all. I think we're all bored because. I looked at my clock midday today. and was like, yo, we've been meaning to do this for a while. I hit up Tom and was like, yo, he's the busiest of, I think, I think everyone on this call. And he's okay. like, yeah, I'm down. And, uh, and then I reached out to Jay and Jay's like, yeah, I'm free. Let's do this. <laughs> and then we, we reached out to Mike. Mike, thank you for joining us. There was, Thanks, I have Mike. to be honest. There was a little hesitation. Nobody was sure you were going to join us. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm excited to be on. Yeah, you're the quiet assassin, you know. So we want to make sure you get well, time, you know. Well, so I want to say that uh, at Alex Casey, frequent frequent guest Alex Casey and Nicole Casey's wedding, uh, one of my highlights was was diving hard with Mike on music chat. So so I'm excited to revisit tonight and uh, and do a little little cutting it up. So really quick, <clears throat> this won't you know this isn't super timely, but it's gonna come out in a few days. What did you guys? eat for dinner and have you been eating good oh have i been eating good my own <laughs> y'all you know i asked that for you jay you know but i'm curious about mike uh well i actually did not have dinner yet i just reheated some old coffee and uh <laughs> <laughs> and that's living dangerous eight o'clock man. at night so yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yo that's classic mike <laughs> i'll probably eat sometime later around 11 o'clock oh my gosh oh, wow i had uh i had I a burrito. No schedule i have a burrito at like uh lunchtime and that was enough and i've been on this heavy kick and it's hard you got a six-year-old in the house it's easy to get into this but he's like i'm like what do you want to eat and he's like peanut butter and jelly i'm like me too let's yeah. do that and, it's classic. <laughs> and and then i saw this thing about nba players eating peanut butter and jelly like it's like it's going out of style i'm like these are world-class athletes. I'm in good company. We can just do this all the time. Do you know how good their peanut butter and jelly must be, though? Great. Like $75 I've... a jar. <laughs> <laughs> Which ain't nothing to them. So, yeah. so uh, Mind Force, we're talking today, just doing this and that, but we're really excited about the new record. And that's – we don't normally yeah. do promo stuff, but we kind of like – both me and Tom have been hyping on this one for a minute, so we wanted to get on with you dudes and talk about the new record a little bit. Is that cool? Oh, hell yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Oh! 
Tom, I'm going to kick it off, but I want you to, to take lead as we go through. Sure. My first question, was there a point when you were unsure if there was going to be another Mind Force record? Oh, yeah. Right, Mike? Uh, definitely. We, we weren't <laughs> sure for a while. <laughs> we didn't know I what mean, there was, was There was a point on. where we weren't sure if we could play a show again, so, you know. What and then flip- even, even, Mike, if you remember, even when we decided we were going to play again, we were like, we were like, yeah, but we're not making any more records. Right, right. What flipped the switch? I don't know. I, I think Mike, Mike just bringing these crazy riffs to band practice. Yeah, yeah exactly. once, yeah, I don't once, know. once we started playing together again and having somewhat consistent practices, you know, the ideas started flowing. When it when it comes down to it, <clears throat> I think about a band's trajectory, and I, I put a lot of weird thought when I hear records. A lot of times to me, a record can sound like, okay, this is a band like not not closing up shop, but like <clears throat> you can sort of tell when someone's done with their meal, they start like straighten up, the, yeah. the utensils go down, etc. <sighs> and you know, outside of the accident there was no point with mind force with excalibur that's not a let's put the utensils down record so i was particularly excited that more was coming and this record i think hits so um you know what that was that record was when they bring the truck down the street to sharpen the knives <laughs> oh sharpen the knives i, like yeah, I don't know if that was that was a new york thing like there'd be a guy that came down the street <laughs> yeah. You bring out all like your steak knives and stuff, and he does a nice little thing for you. That's what oh, it makes out. So, first thing, let's talk music on this one. How how was this different than Excalibur? Uh, you know, this is a, this is an EP. Excalibur was a full length. What was the what was the writing process? How was it different on this compared to the last record? Hmm. Well, I'll try. I mean, I think me and Mike both talked about. Uh, Changing it up, add, sprinkling in a little something new. Mike talked about wanting to do something like that, right, Mike? Yeah, yeah. I think anytime we do something, a new release, we want to add a little something new to the mix. But at the same time, we didn't want people to be like, uh, oh, who's this? We want it to feel feel familiar. Now, like going back, like what, what Bob was asking before. Mm-hmm. So like the, the kind of... Um, the, the uncertainty about doing like a new record where was that from is that something from like is it almost like all right so we did this record this record really fucking killed it was it like that being almost like scary to try to match or overcome yeah i mean definitely felt pressure because it seemed like the people that dug excalibur really liked it but um i think more the not knowing what's going to happen next with the band and writing records is just more from our lives. You know what I mean? What we got going on with our lives, you know, I, I'd be lying if I said, I thought we were going to write another one after this. I I don't know. Like people ask a lot what's going on with the future of the band. And, uh, I mean, you know, we don't really know. Right, Mike? No, we don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not I'm I promise not to put you guys on the spot today yeah. with any of that because I do I think it's kind of cool how you just let things <clears throat> how do you do it how do you keep it kind of organic like this because I think there's people who struggle with this like how to do a band and mm-hmm. kind of take it as it comes Well I think yeah it is I think part of it is um our age and what we've been through already in other bands um right and you know i don't know i really don't know i think it's i think another big part of it is our friendship we had before the band started um and just you know i mean we're like family i mean uh you know nick and mike's kids are like you know they're like my little nieces and nephews you know what i mean so i don't know we just uh i think you got to really love each other and uh understand uh you know, understand each other's situations. But our band is a, a day-to-day thing. You know, we don't really know what's going on from one month to the next. Mike, do you tend to agree with that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you think that, like, I mean, and Tom, Tom, 
Yeah. This is a good one. Yes, sir. With Mindforce, I even before I got to know you guys, mm-hmm. I always got the sense, and Tom, you probably can back me up on this or expand, that there was a tightness between you guys as a unit, just as friends, as people, and that I think that clicked when I would watch you play. Like the first time I saw you guys play, I was like, oh, these are dudes who know each other very well and can go out and really do this because they're like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys struck me as like, you didn't strike me necessarily as a band, but more like a bunch of friends playing music. As corny as that sounds, I think go, there's a lot to be said for that. No, I think you guys are right. And I, and we we have to actively fight to... I don't, I don't know if this is going to sound weird, but we kind of you kind of got to keep yourself in check to remember that, you know, that, wait, this is just friends playing music and nothing else. You know what I mean? Um, matter of fact, just recently we had a conversation where like, we we're like, oh, man, we got to make merch and, and it felt a little stressful and all this stuff. And we kind of backed off and we're just like, you know what? It's whatever. We're not going to do it. We'll do it when we get to it. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I don't really no, know. I think that makes yeah. sense because it's easy to lose sight of like what the real purpose, you know what I mean? Like we, we have never been a full-time band. We are, we, we're only a part-time band. We, uh, we have, we have a lot of other responsibilities and shit that we, we take care of first and, and stuff we, we just want to do first, you know, like, like be with our families and shit. Yeah. And we make sure the band stays fun, you know, at right, any point. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a it could be a slippery slope sometimes, and it can kind of all of a sudden it becomes a job, and that's when you kind of lose kind of lose where it all started, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, there's times when being in a band is really a lot of work and not fun at all. I mean, Mike's got stories of playing shows for like two people and then going to sleep in a gas station bathroom and shit. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, like, we're we're gonna you know, we're gonna need to hear that story, Mike. Yeah. It's just okay. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, uh, true story. Yeah. I, uh, me and friends were, were touring in the, uh, nineties, late nineties, I guess. And, uh, broke down and had nowhere to go, had no money to fix the, the van and were, uh, sleeping in the gas station bathroom. And, uh, yeah, that's, we took turns sleeping in there. <laughs> oh, wow. that sounds so painful. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like it hurts my, I'm, I'm like uncomfortable sitting in the chair right now. Um, I mean, I think that, that focus, like you said, keeping things fun, putting the register of priorities, like, do you think let's, let's do something, let's do a weird experiment. Mm-hmm. You guys just got, um, you hit Zoltar, the whole band hit Zoltar, like in oh, big shit. And instead of, but, but I fucked up the movie, but, but it's going to Benjamin buttons you. You're going to get younger. (laughs) Okay. You're younger. No kids, no family. And there's not some like longing or mourning for it. It's just like, it just, it's just nothing, you know, which is hard to imagine, but like whatever. Right. And you're all 22 or 23 years old. Well, do you think that would change the way you are handling the band? And do you think that would be better or worse? Oh yeah. It would be worse. We would suck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i'd be a nightmare to deal with for sure if that was the situation <laughs> everything else i have going on in my life i think makes me uh easier to deal with in a band i don't know if that makes sense but no it, it makes a lot of sense i was kind of a crazy, ba- yeah. crazy band guy you know for a long time so uh i think i'm a little bit easier to deal with now i think when you got a band when you're young like i don't know Maybe I'm wrong, but it's like you're just it's you you're just so like I once you start it, you're like, I need to make this work. I need to make it work. Even when the, all the wheels are falling off, you're like still holding on to the steering wheel, like I need to make this work, even though the whole shit's coming apart. And uh <laughs> now it's uh now being older, it's like, oh no, it doesn't need to work. I'm getting the hell out of this vehicle, it's falling apart. I'm just gonna make a new one to drive. So, I don't know. See, no, I think that totally makes sense. Let me let me ask to go in the rewind machine because I don't think I've ever heard you guys talk about it, and we didn't even really talk about it when you were on before, Jay. Mm-hmm. Can you guys give us the uh, you know 
brief history of space, uh, but but like let's make it the brief history of Mind Force, like where it came out of, what you guys were doing right before, and how it kind of coalesced into Mind Force, like how the whole thing started. Yeah, well, we were we were doing Living Laser before this, a band, the a band me and Mike were in before this. Um, we had the same drummer. That band also had other drummers, but we had the same same drummer that we ended with. And our bass player had left, and uh, we wanted to keep doing doing the band, but we wanted to do something less punk and more crossover. Would you agree, Mike? Or yeah, definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think the stuff we were writing with Living Laser was kind of heading that direction, and we felt you know it would be more fun to kind of start fresh with something else. We took a little bit more time with like Living Laser. Was just like. <laughs> I don't even know how we got on a show. Like the, even the name, everything we didn't really take seriously. We we took a little bit more time with the name. I think the name and Mike, maybe I'm wrong, but isn't Mind Force? Didn't I come with that as yes. a play off the original Bad Brains name, Mind Power? Or am I yes. wrong? Yeah. Yeah, yeah you did. That's how we got the idea for the name because uh, I think I, Bob, maybe I'm wrong. You you're, you know the history better than me, but weren't the Bad Brains first called Mind Power? I read this? they were. No, yeah. that's true. Yeah. That's 100 yeah. percent true. That's a cool parallel. I wouldn't have made that. Mind Force is a cool name though. Like it's a weird thing to say, <clears throat> but I've had this conversation with a lot of people, mm-hmm. and a band name can kind of one it sets the tone for what people think of you from the start two it can kind of set the tone for what you think of the band too you know what i mean inside of it and that's not to say that's a a hard fast rule you know like whenever i give that example or think about man i don't like bands with silly names i have to i almost am in my in my head like well actually what about gorilla biscuits i'm like "Ah, fuck me man right um (laughs) i think you're right though i i think that's real man and to Talk about Benjamin Button going younger. I wish I realized that when I was younger, so I wasn't coming up with all these stupid names. <laughs> right. And like yep, same here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and um, you know, in the moment it's like uh you know, we we accuse ourselves quite often on this podcast of taking shit too serious, because we do. But it also is one of those things where it's like, okay, if you take it serious and present it in such a way and want people to take you serious, you take it serious in the steps you're doing. Like you were saying about living laser, even in here in the way you talk about it. I remember that the living laser demo and this, you guys did a demo and a seven inch. Is that right? Yeah. And, and a full length and a full length. Right. Yeah. So right. I remember hearing some of that and being like, Oh, this is pretty good, but I never really like dove hard into it. But even here in the way you're talking about it, it's you're not even giving it the same kind of like um, level that you are Mind Force. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, Mind Force definitely started off with a, a more concrete vision, like, you know, than, than Living Laser. Living Laser was my first time singing in a band. I, I think when I started singing in that band, I didn't even think we'd ever play a show even. Right. It was definitely almost a project at the beginning. Wow. Tom, you want to jump on there? Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that's what they got. Yeah. Um, do you kind of look at things like Living Laser? Living Laser is obviously a really good band. Do you ever catch feelings sometimes? You're like, yeah, where the fuck were all you assholes five years ago? Uh, I, you know, Tom, I, I feel really that don't. way for you. Yeah, I, I mean, we were cool, but um, I, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, for some reason, I don't think that. I don't know why. No, no. I don't, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think You're, that at all. Uh, you guys are better people than me because I. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I true I I genuinely think, I I genuinely think. Uh, I don't, no, I I think Mind Force, you know, just might be a little better of a band to be honest with you. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, you know, definitely yeah. is. Yeah, and, well, and like Jay said, it's more focused of a sound, so that's always easier for people to latch onto. Sure. That, that makes sense. What? So, do you want to go into like your earlier, earlier bands? Or you just did, did you not exist before Living Laser? Because that's cool. Because I know that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I know uh, what it's like. No, it's no nothing record. Nothing existed before 1997. I feel you, but because um, I know some of the history, but I think people would probably find it interesting. But if you don't want to, that's cool too. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm not, I, I, 
I mean, me and Mike, we were in um, we were in two bands that would play together all the time before Living Laser. Uh, I played drums in this band, Robots and Empire. We kind of you were in that too. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I played drums in that, and we kind of were like. I don't know, man. We wanted to be into another in Black Sabbath, but didn't really work out too good. <laughs> and uh, nice aims, though. To be honest, yeah, that's really. that's lofty. Yeah, I love but it. you know, those are the type of. But you just that target is too high. You feel me, Bob? You know what I mean? You can't I really shoot for do. It. I know. You can't <laughs> shoot for it. But uh, um, and Mike was in this band. Uh, Mike, tell him. <laughs> uh, I was a in a band called casket architects before that. And oh, okay. that's how me and uh, Jay actually met. Um, our bands were playing the same shows and uh, we met around 2004. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. 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 Probably. So we were kind of both in our weirdo, weirdo band phase at that point. And uh, right. we connected. <laughs> uh I think Bob would be psyched to hear that you were Mike was a, a yeah. youth attack guy. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did. Uh, well, yeah, I like the sound, uh, but I do agree a lot of those bands didn't hold up. Uh, just a few of them, but uh, yeah. yeah, yo, there's there's a good mix, and it's we actually I don't know what that is. <laughs> I'm with you, youth attack, youth attack, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's like a like, label from the nineties and the early two thousands. Like, oh, yeah. they still goes now, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, just really fast bands, really uh, okay. fast. And some of it was really interesting. And um, what I think ends up happening, unfortunately, is that uh, that the more it's like anything, you know what I mean? Like, somebody's gonna hear this and take it the wrong way. But the bands who are focused more on an image than the and the energy around it than the music or just having fun and doing it for the right reason. Like there's plenty of bands I don't like who I can tell like, yo, that that's good. But like if you dismiss it and, and I think it's easy to dismiss that stuff. I, I think a lot of that stuff can be really good, but it's, it's also Word. some people get caught on it and get really into it because they like the idea of it more than actually what it is. You know, right. that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that completely. Yeah. So, all right. So, the long winding road to Mind Force starts around there and keeps going. At what point, from those bands, those are kind of like di very different sounds. When did you guys connect and be like, yo, you like New York hardcore a lot? Me too. Like, oh, well, I mean, we always talked about New York hardcore. New York hardcore was always there no matter what we were doing. Um, but uh, Mike had told me he wanted to start a band like the bands he listened to in high school. And uh, he had sent me some of the music, and it was Living Laser. And yeah. uh, I was like, oh, man, I wish I you know, was a singer, because I know what this needs. You know, and he kind of, he kind of was like, no, I, think, I think he pushed me to try it, and I tried it. And it was, it was mad fun. It was real fun. Was that the first band you sang in? Yeah, that was the first time I ever sang in a band. I think, I don't think I sang at all. Actually... I think the first band I ever started when I was 16 that only had two practices, I tried singing in maybe. And that was with Nick, actually, who's, who plays bass in mine for us. Wow. But, uh, yeah, no, Living Laser was my first, first singing show. The first thing that counts. Yeah. Here's my question. The first time you got on stage is Mind Force. Like, one of the things that's always impressed me is that the way you guys carry yourselves on stage and your live presence. And I don't know if it was this from the day one, but like you just have an energy that goes, was that important to you when you guys started this band? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it kind of just happens naturally too to the music. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sounds right. I mean, to me, it's tough. I think, uh, and Tom, you can say this, this is a good question for, for you, for all you guys. When you're doing, you're obviously getting some pretty nutty re reactions now. Like I've seen some shows where it's just like, oh my God, this is yeah. crazy. Nuts. How does that feel now? Like, has it, has the journey to this been like, damn, it was all worth it? I mean, listen, I can get real cheese ball with this shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it really has been worth it. I mean, I mean, this has been like, you know, I kind of see Mind Force. 
has almost like a 20 year journey to be honest with you, man. Um, and also like, even since we started mind force, um, all the pain, you know, the injuries, everything that Mike went through with his accident. I mean, it was a turning point in his life. You know, I had a major back injury a year before Mike's injury that flipped my shit around and yeah. we just pushed through it all and never stopped, you know, through all the sacrifices with our families, trying to find babysitters. And it, re <laughs> it, it really yeah. has been yeah. worth it, man. It really has been worth it. I don't think people really realize, um, and this isn't saying like, yeah, man, I fucking live on the side of the road and shit. But <laughs> I don't think people realize the sacrifices that go into keeping a hardcore band going, you know? No, I don't think so. I don't think they, I mean, so here's the deal, right? Like we end up talking about certain things in a way that, that strikes people funny. But like, I don't know how you could ever make Mind Force be something that pays your bills straight up. You'd have to get on some crazy shit at this point in your lives to make it pay bills. Yo, so I, I wouldn't want. I, I'm right. too good for Mind Force right now. <laughs> <laughs> right. So <laughs> I like I, I like I like the finer things, Bob. I know, I know you do. I see. I see. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and see where he eats. How he eats. Ooh, it looks so good. But here's here's the thing. What that means <laughs> is that you can only you have to pick and choose how you do the band and where you do with the band and when you do the band. Yeah. And yeah. I've actually gotten to experience that talking to you guys, seeing you the way you think it out. And like, mm -hmm. like I honestly think it's a funnier thing. Like this conversation would be more interesting if we probably just read from your group chats, <laughs> your band group chat, you know what I mean? Like, like trying to figure this stuff out. Like you said, finding babysitters, figuring out what can work. How do we do this weekend? We're all going to do this. Are we going to like, I know Yo, Nick, Nick will like drive to Virginia to play United Blood on his kid's birthday and then make it back for the birthday party and not sleep for like 48 hours. <laughs> right, because <laughs> like, that's crazy shit. shit. Yeah, that, shit that like you wouldn't believe true. we do just to just because we love playing mosh parts. Well, right. And so that was I was going to ask the why of it, like, like. Why is this such a vital thing for you still now, given everything else that goes on in your lives? Like, like y'all got families and anybody who's got family and I don't care. I'm not talking about parents. I'm not, you know, I can be, but people who got families, everybody knows like that's a different type of thing. So that takes priority. Mm. But the way it reads, it feels like mind force brings a joy in your lives. That's sort of unlike anything else. Yeah. You know, I, it's funny. Cause me and me and Mike text about this, what you're asking us and like, I think I need it more than ever. I, I hear you guys talk a lot about age on other episodes, you know, like, oh, well, this man, did I need hardcore or did hardcore hit me as much as when I was younger or when I was older? And I think there's a lot to that. But ironically, I think I need hardcore in my life just as much, if not more than when I was 16. Um. It really is the wind in my sails through my whole work week. Um, would you agree, Mike? Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page. And it, it feels weird to not have a show booked. It you sucks. Know, if, it, if it goes too long, it just it just starts to feel weird to not have that to look forward to. You guys so, are dying now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sucks, man. I was going to be in Italy in May. <laughs> Yo, so... Uh, yeah. So I wanted to ask, and Mike, we can. I'm I'm looking at the clock. Yeah. So if I need to cut this, we can. But I don't want to get too into the details of your injury. It was very serious. Yeah. I think people saw that. Yeah. But at that point, you guys weren't sure. You weren't sure if you were gonna if you were gonna be able to do the band because what I was what I understood was like, yo, if Mike can't do the band, it's not we're not doing Mind Force. That's that's it. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. What was that period of life like for you? Because, I mean, I know privately you've talked to me about it a little bit, but what would you share? Because it seems like coming out of that, being able to do stuff with the band was a motivating factor. It was, yeah. And when that all happened, um, there was so much support um, for me from the band and from people that knew the band that it, you know, that really kept me going through that whole period. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, just within, you know, 
within a few months, you know, I, I started getting that feeling that I, I needed to play again, even if I couldn't at that time walk. Um, I just needed to make it happen. So uh, once we got through that and uh, I talked to Jay and we discussed trying to do some shows at some point, um, that was really a great focus point for me and was a huge motivation to just kind of push myself to get get back on my feet and uh and get through the recovery let's talk so, about let's talk about the first show back right yeah so that, that, that brings Brooklyn? us to uh no no nope sound and fury oh shit okay which is and like ridiculous it, um yeah. yeah you couldn't have asked for a, a better show back yeah it's crazy to think about that because it almost doesn't feel like it was that long ago um jesus um that show that was, was insane man that, that was so crazy. F- first show in California ever. Is that right? right? Yeah. Yep. And and so the response, I just remember how crazy everybody went. It was like the room was on fire. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> especially coming from a point where I, you know, I, I was not sure if I'd be able to play a show again and then to uh to show up fast forward to that point. I mean uh, in the practice it was incredible. In the practice before we did Sound and Fury, Mike like had to like sit down in between songs. We weren't even sure if this dude was going to be standing up, make going to make it through. And uh, after everything, I mean, we had had such an emotional winter, you know. I mean, crying with Mike in the hospital and just everything we'd been through, and and Mike at the center of it all. Uh, Mike having to have it all on his shoulders. I can remember when we started playing looking at him and having a moment like yeah motherfucker <laughs> this is what it all this is what it was for you know kind of shit it was it was cool so Talk about going like zero to a hundred though <laughs> right yeah. it wasn't even like we're gonna do like a 50 person like get some folks at the, re- the rehearsal studio and see you know feel it out you're like oh cool we're in front of like two thousand people across the country from our house and then the second shit we did i think was the axe to grind set Right, Mike, or no? Um, before, Brooklyn. before Brooklyn? I think we did Brooklyn and then... Oh, uh, okay. It might have been right after that, actually, yeah. I think it was right after Brooklyn. They were pretty We close. talked about it. Because we talked about uh, how much you enjoyed California, Jay. Oh, my God. It's the, the best place. I was just telling my daughter, I was watching the movie Heat. Yeah. I, you know, I watch, it's like one of my favorite movies, but now when I watch it, I can feel the crisp California air through the screen. <laughs> I love that. It's just so, I just, I miss it so much, man. And I just, there's lots of stores out there I like very much. <laughs> yeah, they sell a lot of stuff out there that yeah. just, it just is, it's got its own thing going. Yeah, phenomenal. <laughs> so with this, you know, all right, you know, we're, we're in the middle of, of all this shit, the COVID-19 pandemic, all this but you guys recorded what back in January, I think it was. I think so, Mike. When? when yeah, when? Uh, late late January. Yeah, um, and we got the record coming. And so, so give me give me the title. Tell me a little bit about it, Jay. Tell me about some of the themes you got going on. Okay, yeah. Um, it's called Swinging Swords, Chopping Lords, which uh, actually is a line that I didn't use for the song Excalibur. Um, I, I don't remember why I took it out. Maybe I thought I was singing too much in it or something, but I always wanted to use it. So I used it for this. Awesome. Um, and, uh, I mean, you know, I'll be honest, the, the themes are a little darker than normal for me. Um, the first theme is about like, kind of like being a veteran of war, but still having to fight every battle and knowing that and knowing like uh it's gonna suck yeah 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 uh this uh that's cool kind of the line the full line uh for the the title track is uh i feel like i've been living some forever war i've been swinging swords chopping lords so it's kind of about like you know you know being worn down uh the second song because there's only four songs i don't know if people know that yet sorry but i'll never write in a full length again <laughs> Yo, never say never. I'm just saying, that's never true, say never. Right, like yeah. this every year, or yeah. we'll be good. We're good. Um, 
the second song I I wrote about something I, I actually haven't written about before, uh, the, the death of my brother Justin. Um yeah. my, my brother passed away when I was young and you know, it kind of made me an angry person in a sort of weird way and I didn't realize that till I was older. And I had never written about it before, so I did on that, so that was weird. Real but, quick, uh, real quick on that. Yeah. Has this has the experience with Mind Force as you keep going along, getting deeper, deeper in the journey, has it allowed you to feel more comfortable with that kind of thing, where you're more willing to write about things that maybe you wouldn't have had, wouldn't have felt that way, felt felt good about putting it out there like that before? Yeah, I think so. I think ah, yes and no. There's still some even even when I was because I have been wanting to write about that for a while. But uh, actually, you know what made me approach that subject, Bob? What's that? Um, you guys familiar with the Eyes of the Lord record that came out last yeah. year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that record, I think, is an incredible record. It blew me away, um, especially lyrically. Right. Yes. And um, one of the things that it kind of influenced me lyrically, not, not necessarily the themes, but I just felt like I, I was so blown away by how honest that guy was and how he was writing about stuff like you want to talk to someone you're close to about so i kind of was like man this guy i i gotta i gotta get better i gotta be more transparent so i was like i'm gonna write about this shit that i never talk about you know i never really whatever so yeah i think that's such a cool and important thing i'm glad you said that that Eyes of the Lord record, I mean, I think the band's done now, or at least done in some way. Right. Um, but that record, it's one of the things we've been really like focused in on I, uh, for the, at least the last eight to ten months, um, is this idea that things shouldn't be disposable in this world like the way they feel they are. That Eyes of the Lord record isn't just some thing that came and went. That was this expression by a dude like, that record's got a lot going on. Dude, it's, 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 you know, it's, and he, it's crazy. He's, he's hitting it really honest in a way that I don't think people catch. And it's, um, it's a the concept we talked about on an episode like a couple weeks ago where I hope, and you know, as you get older, it's not always easy to do this, but I, I hope that you get the chance to sit back and, and absorb some of that shit and lyrical content. Though that stuff really matters, and when you do it, you feel it so much more than when it just becomes. And I, I said it quite honestly. Sometimes I'll hear music, and I can't tell you what the words are because I'm listening, but mm -hmm. I'm not hearing it. And that's that's not that's not the way you should listen to hardcore. You know, that's not the way you should really listen to it. Right. So I'm glad. And it's cool to hear that, like that peers can influence, you know, that, that a record that just came back last year can have that kind of impact. Oh yeah. I mean, as far as lyrically, I don't think I've heard, I mean, I've heard records I love, but lyric wise, that was the first record I heard in a long time that, I mean, it kind of like commanded you to open up the lyric sheet, in my opinion. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from No Effects, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. So 
this one's for both of you guys. And, you know, Tom, uh, this is Tom. I want to ask you this. Yes. In indecision and most precious blood on the episode where we talked about the band, there was, it was noted that there was a kind of a, a dictator in the band. Is that right? Yeah. Justin Brandon was a bit of a dictator. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, or did other members of the band ever exert kind of quality control or did you ever work together and go, Hey man, this part ain't working. Or did he kind of come in? Like, it seems like, and, and I mean, to his credit, it seems like everything worked out well in the end, but was there that kind of like um, that teamwork to kind of tighten things up here and there? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. I, I, w- I would say I was his main editor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, everybody in the band had a part of it, but like I was the dude that was like most into like hardcore. Well, then and now. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're writing something. I could be like, yeah, not nobody's going to give a shit about that part. Or like that goes on way too long or, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. We never had we had we had one song in our entire and um, entirety of both bands that came in like fully like here's how it should go and here's the lyrics and here's it. nothing that's the only, we only had did that once everything else was kind of you know just fucking around and and me kind of reining them in and sort of making it make sense. Well, and that brings Dude. me to you dudes because I had conversations with with both of you, but when you <laughs> said too. yeah right when you said the the Jay about like that line being kind of cut from the song Excalibur, by the way, mm-hmm. I love the way that that flows into the next record. It like makes Word. this weird connection. Good job. Um, but you guys work together on the music and talk about like, does this part work? Does this work? And, and I thought that was cool. Can you tell me a little bit about that relationship you guys have? Yeah. Mike, you want to, um, yeah. So n- normally me and Jay will kind of discuss, directions or where we were kind of excited to go with the band if we're writing new songs um might write a few songs to kind of get to that point where we find something we're excited about to uh expand on and um i can tell if i come up with something that jay's excited about and um you know and then we kind of start working from there so i know when we did the song excalibur and the the lp came out that if we did anything else after that, I wanted to kind of expand on that sound uh, yeah. moving into the next, you know, into the newer songs. And, um, yeah, I mean, as far as the writing process, you know, I think Jay has as much influence over the songs as I do. And, um, I think we work, you know, pretty well together. Yeah, I mean, I'd say as an outsider, I'd say for sure. Yeah, um, is it true that Jay is the mosh dictator? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I heard. You're like absolutely the, the classic guitar guy, and Jay's like, "Yeah, we need this part to yeah. for everyone to beat the shit out of each other." Yeah, I, I'm I I might have to try a few times before I get a part. You know. That's gonna work for Jay. Um, and, and that, if it was up to me, every song would be just my parts, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, so so with that said, um, what is it like when you you said you can tell when Jay likes a part? What is that like? Does he start like bouncing around? What is it? Uh, I think it's a, just a look in his face, uh, look in his eyes when I play a certain riff, and uh, like he's gonna know. mosh it to Nick. Like what's. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it just gets, uh, it's just an excitement that comes off of him. Um, you know, I've been playing with him long enough now where I can kind of read, you know, if I'm playing something and he's not into it, I just yeah. like, all right, I'm just going to take this uh, back home and maybe we'll work with it again later. But, uh, you know, and that's fine. I have no problem trying different things out and right. also editing parts. Like uh, Tom was saying, Jay is really good with that. Jay keeps me grounded as far as writing and editing and not having too many parts per song. And, you know, cause guitar players can get a little crazy sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so with this said, you, you also said you were exploring the sound on Excalibur. How does it grow? Let's, let's do the preview. We're going to treat this mm-hmm. like people are hearing it. Like yep. what should they be? What should they be listening for? And how is it different than what you were doing on Excalibur? I have some opinions, but I want to hear it from you guys first. Mm. Okay. Um, you want me to go first, Jay? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, well, as far as, uh, the songs go, um, I would say I reached more into heavy metal influences to kind of pull it, pull from, 
maybe even more than crossover or thrash influences. For sure. And um, more mid-tempo type songs. Uh, I think it's is it I think it might be the third song on the record. Mm-hmm. It gets chunky and it has just these great kind of like riffing parts, but then it's almost got this sneak mosh part that just comes in and it's one of those terrorizer, like not the band terrorizer, but the yeah. feeling terrorizing like like <laughs> shark swimming mosh parts. I'm like, oh, I'm like a sucker for it. So That's what's up. Yeah, and I'm, I'm I, when I was listening to it, I was like, okay, see, this is this to me is this cool extension and expansion of the sound, and it's what I always want from bands. And like, it's hard to say that with people, but I'm comfortable with you guys. But like, what you did was take the sound and said, cool, cool, we like what we did, but we're not gonna sit on that and just try to like Xerox it. We're gonna twist it up and give you something a little bit different with the same kind of energy and I, I think it really hit and so I'm really excited for people to be able to hear this awesome yeah, Sick, yeah I mean I think uh, I, I, I punished Mike and Jay about this record for a month now <laughs> uh, so I apologize nah. now I'm glad that everyone else will be able to punish you after you had to hear me for fucking three months um, I was telling Mike I heard a lot like kind of um, like Randy Rhodes a lot of like Ozzy and some yeah. of the playing and stuff like that which I think, you know, it, for hardcore and stuff, it's like such, you know, leeway didn't even go that far afield from like what they were doing. And I think people will be fucking super psyched on it because it's like everything you wanted from Mind Force and more. You know what I mean? Like, awesome. No one's going to hear this and be like, oh, man, like they, they tried too much. Like I feel like it's like it's the perfect next step. And I don't think I think everyone will, will fucking love it. No, that's like, sick. Mosh parts of Mosh Air, the fucking... The, the vocals and the lyrics are just as catchy, if not catchier. It's just like, I'm super stoked on. Uh, no, that's sick. Yeah. No, I mean, I just, I mean, I've told you all this personally too, but I think um, I'm stoked that this came out and I'm, I'm stoked that you guys were able to kind of push on and get this record out because I think it's super important and I think people will be incredibly excited and I can't wait to see these songs played live. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, uh, I can't wait to play. Thank you, Tom. I still, I should Thanks. throw out there too that we worked with uh, two new people on this. Um, Arthur Rizik mixed and mastered it. He did a right. great job, and um, Chris from Akulu did the art for this. Um, he's done art for us before, but never and never a release. So we're pretty psyched about That's our friend awesome. doing that. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we got the Eyes of the Lord on the lyrical thing. I want to ask you both this. I'm going to start with you, Jay, with. If you could give two or three other lyrical influences on this specific record, mm. but also for you, Mike, after mm-hmm. Jay does that, give us a few, however many you like, musical influences on the record directly and indirectly. Things that you go, you know what, if, if, if you like what we've been doing on, on Excalibur or you like some of the metal influences on this, you should check these records out. So, Jay, kick us off with some lyrical influences. All right. Um... I'm really influenced by hip hop and rappers. I know that sounds might sound weird because I don't rap, but in my delivery and some of my word choices, I was really influenced uh, by this yeah. dude, Rock Marciano, in the, yep. during this uh, release. And um, yo, this is crazy sounding, but I was really influenced by Bob Dylan during this uh, release. I recently been listening to a lot more bob dylan maybe it comes with yeah. getting older i don't know but uh a lot of walking around in the woods i guess yeah hell yeah and kind of like the way um he he's reflected on what he's done in life and looks forward kind of influenced me i love that mm-hmm. all right mike what do you got uh as far as you know guitar riff influences on this um uh, definitely, uh, Ozzy was, is an obvious one. Um, Judas Priest, uh, Merciful Fate, King Diamond, and um, probably yeah. as far as like the Mafia parts go, you're gonna still get a lot of like New York influences from the '90s in there, whether it's Marauder or 108. Um, but an album that people might not realize is the later Celtic Frost stuff. 
uh, an album called Vanity Nemesis. Hell okay. yeah. Album. I got uh, yeah. a lot that's of good ideas crazy. for those harder parts from. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That's yeah. that's so that's such a good deep pull. Fuck. Yeah. Well, people um, don't realize how much don't Celtic be... Frost influenced New York hardcore, man. Uh, right, yeah. right. Don't be don't be scared of the album cover. Just just check it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys are real on the level about music in general, etc. I want your biggest musical disagreements. What is something one of you loves and the other one doesn't can't stand? Give it to me. Oh. Uh dipset, diplomats. One time <laughs> I would make like when we would pull up to a show in Living Laser, I'd be like, Hold up, Mike, we gotta have a good entrance. I'd make him turn down the roll down the windows and put on <laughs> dipset. <laughs> that yeah. <laughs> we hated it. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't know. What else, Mike? We got a few. What else? Like, what goes on in the van and people go, motherfucker? Oh, well, I don't like a lot of the... What was the band with the drills? We argued whether it was... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, like, uh, and like, any kind of uh, okay, indus- yeah, yeah. 80s industrial... Uh, yeah, Jay can't handle that stuff. <laughs> and, like, Mike, like... Uh, like I've been just, you know, I've been listening to a lot of Mariah, early Mariah Carey this week. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. You know, that's not really Mike's vibe. <laughs> right, but if you think back to those, you know, early years in our life, those vibes where I grew up on a lot of the 80s metal and even, like, shitty hair metal of the late 80s, and Jay was, you know, you were telling me, you're, you know, more R&B, rap, that kind of yeah, thing. I mean, I, I didn't. And hardcore was the first heavy music. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it's like, it's just like it's like drop dead gorgeous to see it because <laughs> those two things can merge and interplay without it having a conflict. But there's no reason, like, there's no reason you have to adopt one to be next to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. Tom, you got anything? I got a few more polls, but but I want to give open the floor. Uh, all right, so you're the first show back after all this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you open with Excalibur? Do you open with a new song? Oh, good question. Oh wow, uh, that's Mike. I don't know. What I usually look to Mike for that stuff. I yeah, Jay. Yeah, we we might decide. You know, when we walk up there and turn our amps on, you know, <laughs> like like you know. we did at the Gorilla Biscuit show when you guys decided to do a Chromex intro about two yeah. minutes before you got up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's sometimes that was just... actually amazing. That was fun. I yeah, missed that, that was a lot of fun. Rachel turns to me. She goes, "This sounds a lot like Chromex." I'm like, "Cause it is." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a hard question to answer. Now uh, we're gonna have to feel it out when we get there. So we talked about this briefly on an older episode of Axe to Grind. Uh, y'all were supposed to go play Italy. You mentioned it. Yeah. Heartbroken. Can't go. I know I got some friends in Europe who, well, one, I had friends in Europe who were excited you were going, but were disappointed you were just going to Italy. Because they're like, right. I want to go see them. I can't go see them there. You know, if they played, if they played London, I can go. If they play Belgium, I can go, you know. Mm. Um, but Italy was going to be tough. Will you make it to Europe, period? Oh, yeah. I, you, I, yeah. Right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we did, we did have some plans, um, but everything, you know, fell through right now. But, um yeah, yeah, we'll be. We we'll were be doing we were working we were working on um, going back to Europe shortly after Italy with Regulate, but I don't, you know, it's not happening now. I don't think. No, I know. All right, so give me, give me, let's let's start wrapping it up. Um, give right. me a few things musically y'all are excited for or stuff that's coming, because I think this is one of the things in time right now. We need things to look forward to, be it music, be it books be it movies be it tv so give me i was gonna say music but let's do all of it what is some stuff you're looking forward to or stuff you're excited about right now you want to go first mike sure yeah um i mean there's a lot of great bands going on in hardcore right now it's an exciting time to be in part of it so um uh as far as uh what's coming i'm hoping uh maybe something new from method of doubt i'd be excited to hear that oh yeah Uh, true form yep good band 
Uh, yeah, a lot of Florida bands right now. Um, I like that uh, the Boss demo from uh, Streets of Hate that just came out. And then, uh, yeah, Never Ending Game, Akulu, Straining Order. You know, I'm excited to see what all these bands do. For real. I'm excited about it. That's all, that's all yeah. top of my list, too. Jay, anything you got popping that you're excited about? Yeah, I'm really excited for the Akulu full length. I can't wait to hear what it sounds like. I'm so curious. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one that has me thinking. Like, yeah, man, exactly. I'm just curious. Like, how long is it going to be? What are they going to do? The sound? Are, are there going to be like what they have out there right now is so good, but it's not a lot. And it's just like there's so, they they have a big open canvas. And I can't wait to see what they do with it. Yeah, knowing those dudes and knowing what they're into, I mean, they could go down a few different lanes, so it'll be interesting. 100%. All right, Jay, give us a few uh, hip-hop and rap uh, current stuff uh, recommendations. Okay, I'm very happy to see the hardcore world has been really coming around to Griselda Records. If you don't know Griselda Records, West Side Gun, Conway, Benny the Butcher, you need to be listening to that. It's the best one of the best groups ever, even along with the Golden Age stuff. But if you hear that and you like it, dig into more underground hip-hop because there's a whole world, you know, like, let's say you weren't into hardcore and you heard Turnstile, but then didn't look up any other, more other bands. Right, there's, right. There's a whole scene that's booming um, right now with amazing artists, great music. Yo, um, thank so, you for that. Here's a thought. Jay, do you do Spotify? Yeah, I do, but I, I my daughter thinks this is hilarious. I'm not a premium member still. <laughs> oh, do you want? Can you make? How about this? Yeah, he can you give us a try list. To make playlists that go along with like episodes and stuff. Do you want to make us a hip hop one? Even if you just send me the names, I'll put it together. Yo, I would love to. Yeah, we'll put that up to. on the yeah. Instagram. Yeah, we'll put that up on the Instagram thing. Help expose some shit. Um, Jay, I have a question. Yeah. How many bands have you started since we started this interview? <laughs> <laughs> a few, man. A few. <laughs> You've done three I mean, since I, we just started this an hour ago. Me and Lumpy did like fifty. Well, let me. Mike's got some shit going on too, actually. Yeah, shout out your shout out your your uh, your mistress bands. Let's go. <laughs> um, well, I got out for justice with all my friends from New York. I have another band called uh, Dominion Eighteen with some of my friends from Connecticut. And then I have a band with uh, Nick who plays bass in um, Mind Force, which is a little more hip-hop oriented called Don't Trust the Soul. And I have a death metal band with Mike that we're never going to finish. <laughs> Yo, when are you going to finish that? I want to hear that. Mike's supposed to sing. I, but he I dropped the ball on it. I, I'll get to it. I'll get yeah. to it. Well, you just drank that coffee, and this is not yeah. a super long <laughs> episode, so you might have time tonight. That, I, I would have time tonight to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, uh, but Mike's doing. You're doing some. You're doing a punk band right now, Mike. Or you don't want to talk about it? Or? No. Yeah, we can talk. I've just uh, nothing. So punk, no one's allowed to know what's going on, man. No, no, no. What we do is secret, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. it's uh, right now. We're just started recording some uh, some demos. It's not quite as official as Jay's side side bands. Jay's better at. <laughs> Recording something in one day, making a name, and yeah, they got logos. We're waiting for merch. Yeah. The CDs yeah, bumping around. Yeah, but uh, uh, yeah, doing uh, uh, working on making some type of punk type band, Black Flag, Born Against, me, be a little Rollins band in there as well. Uh, we'll see. But and then uh, awesome. Who else is in it? Are you allowed to say? Um, Paul Sink from Who Sink for dissolve is singing um oh wow and this is yeah for for the type type of music he likes this is kind of the perfect band for him so uh i'm excited to kind of to work with him on it fuck yeah well all right yo let's close it out but i want one last question give me your funniest alex casey story (laughs) (laughs) i don't know man the one that you told me that, that I found out about at the wedding is incredible. Have you told that one on here? <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he, can we? I think we can tell it. Statute of limitations, 
right? I don't know. I mean, I've seen them rip people's shirts off. Moshing is hilarious. <laughs> Tom, yeah. the story I told was the, um, the, the incident in a local eatery. Tom, you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just trying to think of what the hell you're talking about. Oh, okay. He, he reached out to you for some advice about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Should we talk about that? Nah, let's leave it alone. That's, no. let's leave that's it, my let's little leave bro, it. bro. Yeah. That's a little, we'll leave that mystery. We I love can you, give Alex. like the clean version of it. I love it. I think I love we're good. Alex, I think it, I, I like the mystery. Let's just say that there were no, uh, no humans or animals hurt in this no. incident. And, no uh, hurt. <laughs> and, and we'll leave all the other, com- Mike, it sounded like you might've had something. I was actually going to go with the shirt ripping. Uh, video that was uh, going around, but uh, yeah, dude loves to rip a shirt. But yo, big I shout seen, out to yeah. Alec. I seen a video recently of some dude ripping off somebody's shirt in the pit for a late to rest set. But Alex did that shit first. Yeah, <laughs> the OG OG shirt ripper. Yeah, we call we, we call him Ray J in this shit. <laughs> um, so yo, everybody who is in the sound of our voices, please check out. Swinging Swords and Chopping Lords out soon, aka like this week. Triple B Records, get those orders in. Uh, thank you guys all for coming on. This was a Yo, fun time. Thank you, man. Thank yeah, you. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks for taking the time out. Awesome. That was fun, man. Thank you. Thanks, fellas.